Hello! And welcome to the Vandal Factory podcast. My name's Natalie Quatermass. I'm Henry Raby. And together we are Vandal Factory. And if this is your first time listening to the Vandal Factory podcast, thank you so much. This is actually part one of two parts of a Palestine special podcast. On this podcast, we talk about arts and activism. In this special episode, you're going to hear from Palestinian voices from across the world. You're going to hear from filmmakers and artists and musicians and activists, a whole bunch of amazing voices. And for those of you that are listening in the future, we're currently at the end of November in 2023. So we're at the end of a very long and dark period in our history where there has been a huge amount of military violence going on in Palestine. So that's why we wanted to do our little bit to raise up some Palestinian voices and stand in solidarity with our Palestinian siblings. We also want to shout out to all the activists out there that have been doing good work. We're going to talk on part two about ways you can get involved, ways you can take action. For any listeners out there that maybe don't feel confident enough to speak out about Palestine, don't feel very well informed, we hope that this might give you a way in to hear a few different voices, give you a taste of where you might be able to get some more information, educate yourself. Um, certainly Henry and I are not experts, nope. but we can signpost you to where you might be able to go and get some more uh, information. So where do people need to go, Henry? If you go to our website, vandalfactory.co.uk, we're going to cut put a big list of all the articles and references and social media and information about anybody that we mentioned. So if you miss something, if you miss the name of a song or a poet, um, don't worry, it's all on our website. But without further ado, we, we're not too different from our usual uh, podcasts <clears throat> in that we are still going to be playing lots of bangers. We've got some amazing music coming up for you. So let's have our first track. So we reached out to Tamir Nafar, who is a Palestinian hip-hop artist. He learnt English listening to Tupac lyrics and he founded the first ever Palestinian hip-hop act called Dam. And he asked us to play this track called The Beat Never Goes Off. It features M. C. Abdul, who is a Gazan teenager, as well as Noel Carmen. Uh, Noel also put out an album this year called Mouth the Curti, which we recommend you check out. But in the meantime, here is the beat never goes off. <laughs> Tires in his 
harder than your gold rain. You wanna talk blank? Cause I can talk blank. Like Tina Fey, we carry 30 rocks more than both blank. It was a tank attack. It was a gas attack. Never a heart attack. Because the beat never goes on. The beat never, never goes wasn't taken to a land, but my land was taken. Maybe native, let me erase it. And sacred to dance naked, asking where the rain is. Maybe, maybe, maybe I am nameless, faceless, even better, raceless. Maybe, maybe, maybe fish ready. Ain't nothing but a street thing, baby. So I get down, get down, get down, get down with it. And for fellas, then it would pronounce and get. So I get down, get down, get down with it. From the tunnels of Gaza, what's more on the ground than this? Banger. Thank you so much, Tamir, for suggesting we play And The Beat Never Goes Off. Every time I listen to that, I'm bouncing around our little makeshift studio we've got here in Leeds. I love it so much. Thank you a billion times. Just in case there's anyone listening who doesn't know why we've released this special episode dedicated to Palestine, particularly since the 7th of October, when Hamas executed a horrific attack on both military and civilian targets, there has been a gigantic military response from the state of Israel where thousands of Palestinians, including thousands of children, have been murdered. So Israel has been using its massive military force to target hospitals, schools, mosques, places of worship. It's been destroying and dismantling infrastructure in Gaza, displacing people, turning them into refugees, forcing them from their homes. And because of this, we call this a genocide. We recommend you check out Dr. Raz Segal, who is an Israeli historian in genocide studies. He teaches in the United States and there are videos of him calling what is happening at the moment a textbook genocide. So we thought it was important for us to pin our colours to the mast early on in this podcast so you know exactly where Henry and I are coming from. So 
We understand that this violence didn't start on the 7th of October, but has been ongoing for 75 years since the Palestinian people were originally forced off their own land. Listen, we're not historians. We're not going to give you a big old history lesson about the painful and long history of Palestine, but please educate yourselves. Go and read up about what's been happening since 1948. The primary points we want to make is that Gaza is under a siege. That means that the people of Gaza cannot leave. Is The state of Israel controls basic communities such as electricity, water supply, food supply, the internet, and that's what they've been using as a form of collective punishment in recent months for years, actually, for the, against the citizens of Gaza. Backed by... Western governments, Israel spends $23 billion a year on its military. It uses tanks, it uses bombers, it uses white phosphorus, it uses drone attacks, it uses snipers. Um, And this is a collective punishment, right? This means that civilians are being harmed in Israel's massive ongoing military campaign. People in Gaza live in an open air prison. This conflict is rooted in settler colonialism, state power, military control and apartheid racism. It's not just in Gaza. The West Bank is also under a vice-like occupation that reaches into every element of the Palestinian lives. It squeezes and squeezes in a purposeful attempt to make life unbearable. You might be sat there, though, and think, well, I'm a British citizen. This is happening on the other side of the world. Why does this affect me? Why should I care? Well, surprise, surprise, it was the British Empire that gave over the land and sort of gave the green light on the Israeli project. And therefore, our history, our roots are responsible for this current situation. It's... Basically, a Western government, a European government sort of going, Palestinian lives are meaningless, Bedouin lives are meaningless, you can have this land, and that's caused decades, generations of violence and pain. British governments have given unwavering support to the state of Israel in their war crimes, in their disregard for Palestinian human rights and lives. And therefore, as a constituent member with an MP, you have a responsibility to say, not in my name. British companies like Lockheed Martin and Elbit are making billions of pounds from an arms trade selling weapons to Israel to demolish and destroy civilian life. The government provides diplomatic cover and legitimacy to a grotesque industry through the arms trade. And finally, I think there's something specific about Palestine and Palestine's history that combines many intersecting global issues such as our colonial history, such as apartheid racism, such as the climate justice and Therefore, it asks us to look internally and ask what kind of world do we want to live in? It's not just about standing in solidarity with someone else, but about looking inwards and thinking, what part do I want to play in this world as an individual, as a community and as a citizen? So there's a movement called the BDS movement, the Boycott, Divestment, Sanctions movement. They've got three demands and we've tweaked them slightly, but here are what we broadly call for. Firstly, ending the siege, ending the occupation and ending the colonialization of all Arab lands and the, the dismantling of the walls, both the physical walls and the ideological walls that divide people. 
We want to see the recognizing and realizing of the fundamental human rights of Arab Palestinian citizens in Israel to full equality. Respecting, promoting, and protecting the rights of Palestinian refugees to return to their homes. We believe that only when true equality is established can restorative justice, healing and meaningful peace take place. We believe that only when Palestine is truly free will there be an end to the violence. And recently we've been having these conversations with people in our circles at events and something we'd want to challenge is we heard someone speak at an open mic and they said that silence is an appropriate response. We disagree. We disagree. I mean, firstly, as we've said, as a British person, we don't think you can stay silent. You should literally put your voice out there. And also, I think they were trying to get at an idea that if you do pin your colours to the mast and say, we, this is what we believe in, not in our name, this is a genocide, then you are somehow rejecting and alienating another group of people or being offensive to another group of people and therefore you can't engage in conversation. Well, I completely disagree. I am perfectly capable of seeing someone who might have a different politics to me and engaging in a conversation with them and being respectful and not causing harm. It's often framed as a narrative that it's Jewish people and Muslim people, but there are lots of Palestinians who aren't Muslim. There are Palestinians who are Christians. There are Jewish Palestinians. Palestinians also come from a huge mixed variety of different cultural backgrounds. Some of them come from a Bedouin background. It's also important to state that Lots of Israeli citizens have been protesting their government, that they've been challenging these narratives, that they've been refusing to join military service, and that the Israeli government is a hard-right government that cracks down on any dissent or a challenge to that narrative. And the idea that this is just Jews versus Muslims and they simply won't get along is a convenient narrative in that it is disguising the real power structures that are in play here, such as the land control, such as the arms trade, such as Western powers wanting a stronghold in the Middle East. And whenever violence in Israel and Palestine reaches Western headlines, there's always this spotlight on Jewish people and Muslim people living in Britain. And there's a rise in anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. We should not be gaslighting people into thinking that discrimination doesn't exist or it's hiding behind semantics in order to bully or harass people. We want to say that we reject any ideas of prejudice or discrimination against anyone based on their skin colour, religion or cultural background. When it comes to the issue of Israel and Palestine, the fundamental point is that there's no one group of people responsible for the decisions of a political party or a government. You cannot make generalisations. Please take time to become critical of language and dismantle subconscious bias. We believe that the paths to a world without anti-Semitism and Islamophobia are interdependent only by breaking down the hierarchical power structures that keep us hating one another can we all truly be free and at peace. Our hearts, our rage, our solidarity goes out to everyone who's been affected by the recent violence. So we've been attending... Palestinian solidarity demonstrations in Leeds. And it's been amazing to see the millions of people across the world who've been coming out and taking to the streets. I think that something that's really struck me about these demonstrations in the UK is they're very family friendly. There's lots of young people and children out families. 
Women have been leading these demonstrations. Yeah. They've been so vocal and chanting with the biggest banners. Mm-hmm. At a, a sit-in that we attended at the Leeds train station, one of the activists read out a list of journalists who have been killed in Gaza since the 7th of October. Rest in power, rest in peace. Yahya Abu. Rest in power, rest in peace. Wali Ahmed al Qarra. Rest in power, rest in peace. Yaqub al Barsh. Rest in power, rest in peace. Ahmed Fatma. Rest in power, rest in peace. And this is excluding 11 journalists that the names have not been published. And those have been massacred, for example, on the Lebanese border. Shame on all of these media institutions that fail to have. That fail to uphold their most basic responsibilities and care for their own journalists and for the journalist community. For all those Palestinian martyrs, rest in power! Rest in peace! Rest in power! Wow, yeah, I think it's a really powerful thing to do at a, a protest when people are grouped together is to name anybody who's fallen. Another action that was taking place at that time was also someone had had a list of names that of, of children who'd been killed and asked everyone to come up and take the time just to write a name down. So it, it, a name transforms someone from being a statistic to being a a human being. So that was uh, an incredibly powerful thing to go through. And I think that's what we're trying to do here, right, is take statistics that people can switch off from. And we hope that you can hear voices and hear human beings telling stories. With that, we're going to turn to the West Bank, which is a different part of Palestine. Let's hear from some incredibly wonderful groups of people who are still in the West Bank that have been kind enough to Uh, send us some recordings. I was lucky enough in 2015 and 2016 to work with the Freedom Theatre in Janine, which is a a town in the north of the West Bank. And they have been collaborating with artists from the front line to give regular updates onto what's happening in Janine Refugee Camp. So I really recommend that you go to their social media pages and you can see for yourself what's happening. So we're going to hear a short clip from there. They've also been capturing stories from their staff, from young people. So we're going to hear from Renine, who is the facilitator of the Young People's Youth Theatre at the Freedom Theatre. We're going to hear one of her stories. Uh, Palestinian arts organisations have also released a collective response to the increased violence uh, and you're going to hear it being read by Raheem Isaac, a performance artist from Bethlehem. And finally, in this audio segment, we're going to hear a track from the Majaz Project, which is an archive archival record label reissuing and remixing vintage Arab vinyl and cassettes as an alternative research platform. The track is called Occupation and it's very special because it is from the album The Remaining Voice, a tribute to Giuliano Mechamis. Giuliano was the founder of the Freedom Theatre And he believed in creating cultural resistance to resist the occupation and was an amazing inspirational figure who was assassinated on the steps of the theatre 12 years ago. So it's quite a a privilege to have his voice remembered here today. (laughs) 
without any warning, the Israeli army had entered Janine camp. I had a workshop with the children, and I fell into thoughts of how I would manage with them while hearing the voices of people screaming in the streets. As the situation worsened, with the sound of explosion shots and clashes, I decided to inform the children that we must help each other and make each other feel safe. The children and I were able to break the barrier of fear and worry and defy all circumstances. I thank every child who knew the circumstances, but supported and left a sweet impact on the group. Don't be afraid of this generation. They will be leaders in all circumstances and challenges. We are teaching children all the artistic skills so they can better express themselves, so that they understand their human rights and culture rights. We think with them where they want to be in the future. We want to create a model that can be effective and impactful within the whole society. We believe children can shift how the whole community around them thinks. So horrible what is happening in Jenin. Lots of uh, bulldozers, tanks, everywhere, explosion and uh, shooting. Also, there is helicopter in the sky. They cut the electricity. It's, you hear now the explosion. It's so scary, really so scary. <laughs> Genocide is not a conflict. Make no mistake, this is an occupation, ethnic cleansing and genocide. Make no mistake, the battle today is a battle for the soul of humanity. We stand firm for a world where Palestinians live with dignity and justice, not as potential victims. Our battle is for life, liberty and justice, open to all. We sing together worldwide, decolonize and free Palestine now. We win together or lose together. We are fighting evil. We are tackling a very cruel occupation. And occupation is not only tanks or airplanes. Occupation is the mind, the soul. The occupation is damaging generations. I would say stealing their childhood by destroying the elementary nerve system of life. We are fighting this, uh, I believe, to, uh, to have a better world. I see the change here. This will spread, and I hope it will. We can change something. I don't know how much, how big. But changing is our attitude, is our targets. Change the reality, to change the reality of the occupation, to change the reality of the oppressed.
Wow, amazing stuff. So if you would like to hear more vintage archival Arab music, you can go check out the Majaz Project. And if you would like to know more about Giuliano Mechamis, you can go to YouTube and Google Arna's Children, which is a fantastic documentation that Giuliano directed, Arna being his mother. And it talks about all the the situation in Janine that led to the founding of the Freedom Theatre. And I can't recommend it highly enough. I actually watched that um, documentary whilst in bed, whilst in the Freedom Theatre, Uh, like in the middle of the night when there was like an invasion going on so it felt like I had really good 3D sound (laughs) because like the bombs and the the, um, like explosions on the the video were actually like happening all around me I mean I was perfectly safe don't get me wrong but you know it was it was um, the the ground was shaking a little bit like and I thought oh it's like being in a cinema where they've got those vibrating chairs going on If you want to hear more about the Freedom Theatre, we talked about it back in episode 17, which is called Defiantly Compassionate. So check out more of the Vandal Factory pod. Moving on. (laughs) Recently, we went to the launch of the Palestinian Film Festival and we chatted to a few of the fantastic people putting that together, two of the directors, George and Francis. We also met three Palestinians who were helping volunteer and put the festival together. So you're going to hear their voices straight afterwards, followed by a track recommended by one of the lads by Blatnam. Hi, this is George from the Leeds Palestinian Film Festival. We've been running for nine years now and we started up in 2015. Um, The film festival was established by local Leeds residents who shared a united solidarity with Palestine and the Palestinian cause. Our key aim at the festival has been to offer striking and often chilling glimpses into life in Palestine and what life under occupation really looks like. This year in particular, at this particular time, We really want to shine a light on what is happening in the occupied territories and indeed in Gaza to give justice to the narratives that are all too often skimmed over by mainstream media and to challenge the one-dimensional image of Palestine that the public may have. I'm Frances Bernstein. I'm one of the co-directors of the festival. Today is our big launch event. We've got a programme of 13 film and cultural events that we're absolutely um, delighted is happening at the moment. I think it's very, very important for people to be able to learn more about what some of the background to the current situation and find places where they can talk about it and express emotions about it. Film is a really accessible medium to everybody and we want people beyond those who already know about Palestine or are committed to, you know, justice for Palestinians. We want to reach those others and for us film is a really useful medium for doing that because you know anybody can wander into a a film show and also because we're working with partners like for instance we work with the Leeds International Film Festival so they'll put on a a film as part of their program people who just go to their program of films will wander into it and find out something about Palestine so that's that's really the, the strength of it for us. The insights offered by the films that we are screening this year are more important now than ever due to everything that is happening in Gaza right now. We no longer can cast our eyes away from the reality that people are living every day, however hard the images are to look at. The image of Palestine is all too often polarised by violence, conflict, occupation and suffering, and for this reason we seek to convey and amplify the core beauty of the Palestinian spirit 
of Palestinian steadfastness and the essence of Palestinian artistic expression. Despite the severing of the land by apartheid walls, checkpoints and watchtowers, vibrant flowers still refuse to be trampled and grow higher than the architecture of oppression around them. Art continues to be created and the voice of the oppressed only ever continues to get louder. Our next event is an event this coming Friday, the 24th of November, and it's an event in collaboration with local music collective Souk Sounds and is about the emerging skate scene in the West Bank and also the UK-based charity Skate Power, which, is, which established and continues to support um, young skaters. It established the skate scene in the West Bank. All profits from the evening will be going to Skate Power, and we will be screening a film that follows two West Bank skaters, um, and they, in the film they describe their relationship to skateboarding and how skateboarding has changed their lives. We will also have the opportunity to speak to them in an interview, and Leeds University academic Dr. Danny Abulhawa will be giving a presentation about skateboarding in Palestine about, and about the situation on the ground in the West Bank as well. Another couple films that I'm really excited about are Gaza, which will be screened on the 28th at the Holbeck Working Men's Club in South Leeds. It's a beautiful insight into what life in Gaza was like before the current uh, humanitarian disaster unfolded. It is so important that we understand the circumstances that Gazans have found themselves living in and suffering through over the last decade and a half, the last 16 years, and what life has been like for them in what is essentially a concentration camp besieged by air, land and sea. Cinematographically, the film is very beautiful and serves as a vital testimony testimony to the resilience of the people of Gaza and indeed of Palestinians. The final event that I'll mention is Isma, which means listen, the sound of Palestinian resistance. That's the name of the event, which will be another collaboration with Souk Sounds that I'm helping to organise. We will welcome Janine-born multidisciplinary artist Mu'min Swaitat to Wharf Chambers in Leeds on the 1st of December, and he'll be giving us a listening party where we will gather to listen to and absorb and take in old Palestinian revolutionary songs that he found on t- tape in a dusty cassette shop in Janine, his hometown, um, that he has remixed with electronic music. He will also screen an original film of his called Stones in Hand on the evening as well. And if you're not ma- able to make it to that event, I would 100% recommend you to, deck out, to check out the um, Majaz Project, which is the name of his project on SoundCloud, um, and it's on NTS Radio on SoundCloud as well. Otherwise, I would say head to our website, which is once again leedspff.org.uk, or find us on social media, just type in Leeds Palestinian Film Festival um, to see what other events we've got going on. And please don't hesitate to get in touch on social media or by email if you have any inquiries about any of our events. We look forward to seeing you all at the next event. So my name is Lian Shoke. I'm actually Palestinian myself, and I feel like the reason why volunteered was mostly because of like my personal connection to what's going on and I just feel like it's just also another way to just celebrate my heritage and my culture and allowing it to just like spread into like obviously like it's spread in the Middle East but like seeing it being spread in the Western world is just it touches my heart knowing that people like a lot of people would like stand with us and like be with us and like we're not like forgotten because a lot of people would say that we we've been forgotten for like the past 75 years (laughs) and honestly it's just I feel like it's a beautiful thing like knowing that I could like help out in some way like I'm doing my part you know what I mean so (laughs) one of the films that I actually really liked was The Dupes so that was like one of like the best films that like I've watched 
I feel like it just tells like another perspective of like because it's based on I think this was um, actually a book like it was um, the movie was based on a book and um, it just shows like the perspective of what happens when you try to and like it was just talking about like how like there were like like the Palestinian refugees trying to get out and seeing that like my grandfather was able to get out I was kind of one of the lucky ones but in the film you see the other side you see the other perspective I think that was something that like a lot of people need to know that not everyone made it out and not everyone made it outside the borders so this was something that's really important that needs to be spread honestly I think if you wanted to watch the movie you can find it on YouTube <laughs> كل ما بشم ريحة الأرض وأنا نايم فوقها بحس كأني عم شم ريحة شعر مرتي وهي طالعة من الحمام ومتغسطة بالمي الباردة نفس الريحة نفس النكهة الرطبة الندية رطوبة هي من شتاء مبارح So I'm Dania, my name is Dania. I'm also Palestinian. So obviously like everyone here, we grew up Palestinian. So since the day we were born, your cause, you know, just telling someone you're Palestinian is part of your identity. You have to keep spreading it. Because since the minute we were born, we were being told that, you know, your identity wants to be erased. So it's kind of, that's also why it's, I'm so passionate about volunteering. It's the reason is just coming to see people who are also passionate about it. So it's it's nice to see that, you know, like Lean said, it's not just people, you know, saying that people they don't want they don't want us to exist anymore. It's seeing people actually care, people showing up, showing their solidarity. Even something as singing, um, you know, in a choir is just very empowering. And I also have a personal connection, especially to Palestinian films. So my grandfather, he was um, he he directed and produced films in the past, and especially growing up, I, I grew up in a very like artistic family. That their message was we want to spread, uh, you know, the Palestinian cause through art. So they he made two films, and you know, he he made it his life's mission to spread the Palestinian cause through that narrative because the narrative was wasn't that we, you know, we were refugees, it was that we're not terrorists, we're just people trying to live on this land. Mm -hmm. So that was the narrative he wanted to push. So yeah, I wanted to come here and see that, you know, it's important to spread that message. There's a movie on Netflix called Farha. It's really, it's, it's a very good film. I totally recommend it. <laughs> I'm Mohanad Saad, I'm Palestinian as well, and uh, I'm a marketing and music student. And the reason I uh, decided to volunteer here because the, the war on Palestinians is not like your traditional war, you get me? It's not like, oh, there's a soldier here and he's just killing this child. It's more complicated and deep than that. Like, there is war on our water. There is war on our freedom of movement. There is war on what you can say. There is war on literally every single aspect of your life is being fought against. So when we try to describe what's happening in Palestine, it's hard to describe it in a conversation or in a song or something like that. That's why movies and films are so important and are vital to the mission of liberating Palestine because with movies you can show the person and make them feel like they are a part of that you know and they can you can they can imagine themselves being in there 
So that's why movies are extremely powerful. And another part of it, with being colonized, they colonize your education as well. So as, like I lived in the Middle East, I grew up in the Middle East. I was never taught about Palestine. Not a single time in a class in my whole year, like in my school career, I've been taught about Palestine, you get me? And you're certainly not taught about Palestine here either. So with an opportunity like this, we can educate people and we can educate ourselves as well because we're disconnected from Palestinians to some extent. We don't know how their daily life goes without art, you know, without art or news. And you know how news goes, we're like misrepresented to some, you know. So that's why this... this uh, this, this film festival is really important to Palestinians, to everyone around us, and hopefully it can actually achieve you know, what it's trying to aim, like, uh, aim, you know, in educating people about Palestine in different mediums. Honestly, I create more like landscape paintings um, and like mostly like paintings like of nature. Mm -hmm. So I've actually done a few paintings of like the olive tree. Like, so that's like may maybe my favorite thing to paint, like when it comes to like my heritage and my... Um, what's it called? Something that's like personal to me. Um, I usually do it with like oil paints, and um, sometimes I like to sketch. So like that's kind of like a way to like kind of express myself and express like how I feel sometimes. Or and then there's also like obviously like abstract paintings, like just like maybe not. It's not like fully like if like for example if like usually like lately I've been just sketching like just images that I would see like online of like what's like the horror is literally the horrors of what's happening and then um that like I would just keep like journaling that like just small like parts of it so you know and like would write down like what's going on in this day what's going on in this day so I thought like that's just a good way to like keep it going while also just keeping the art alive as well so I'm a mechanical engineer, so I design pumps and base plates, so it's nothing really interesting, but... Yeah. <laughs> you keep that running, man. You're the, you're the foundation of our society. Yeah, so it's not, it's not necessarily art, but it's somewhat of a form of art. It's but, more useful than what we yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's some form, but I come from a family of artists, so my grandma was a Palestinian artist. She was quite big in, the, in Qatar, where I was born, so she spread her art and uh, specifically Palestinian art. So she'd, you know, make drawings of the embroidery and the clothes and different, and her memories of growing up in Palestine. So I've grew up around Palestinian art and I recognize how important it is, but I unfortunately don't make any. <laughs> Build a future. I may be, yeah, hopefully. Uh, I make music. To be honest, I don't like to define myself under one genre, you know, because it's an everlasting process of finding your sound, you know. And honestly, what uh, decided me, like what, what pushed me to start making music was an idea that, it was my first musical idea, it was called the Freedom Blueprint. And with most of our music or most of our arts, it kind of tells you what, where we are now. It doesn't mention how we got there and how we can move on beyond that, you know? And that's what I'm trying to achieve with the, the Freedom Blueprint. I want to educate people, I want to I wanna show them how we reached here because this didn't happen overnight. The Zionist occupation of Palestine is a very calculated and very objective-oriented system. You get me? Everything, everything has been planned a hundred years ago, and we're just seeing the consequence of that plan. You get me? And with the album or the music I try to make, I try to push the idea that we can't liberate Palestine without the Jews on our side, because Zionism is harming Jews as much as they are harm is harming us, and it's sad. It's genuinely sad. I hate to see that there's a government that's sending Jews to fight in a war that, that can't finish. 
let's say they occupy Gaza, they occupy whatever. It's not going to end, man, you know? So I try, I'm hoping with the Freedom Blueprint, we can actually push a message there that will help people see it from another perspective. But if for anyone who's interested in Palestinian arts, I really urge you guys to go check out Platinum. It's a rap group uh, in Palestine. They, there is a revolution in music in Palestine going on. I would like to talk about that because not many are talking about it. Um, in 2021, this group, Platinum, they dropped a music video and it, right now it's sitting on 70 million views. Mm-hmm. And that's with a marketing budget of less than $100. You get me? And I would love, uh, you, can, you guys can check Shab Jdeed, Al Nadir, who's the producer, uh, Fauzi, uh, Ramadan. Platinum, you know, B-L-T-N-M. Go check them out, the best music out there. And they're repping Palestinians in ways that we have never seen before. I'm 
تسألنيش بعرفش كثير صدامي حسين رجل غلبان عكم إعدام حمل دربي العلقات في رصاصة جت في البرميل اسحب أقسام دول وإعلام دول وإعلام ما تسجل كسخت أمريكا عمل إدمان بطلنا حشيش بس عالدخام ما تسألنيش بعرفش كثير صدامي حسين رجل غلبان عكم إعدام حمل دربي العلقات في رصاصة جت في البرميل اسحب أقسام دول وإعلام دول وإعلام استنى Well, folks, the placards have been raised high. The chants have been echoing through the streets of the UK and the streets of the world as people have taken to protesting in defence of Gaza, calling for a ceasefire and justice. And we went along, didn't we? Yes, we did. Along to Leeds City Centre every every Saturday every for the Saturday. last eight weeks, and we've spoken to dozens and dozens of people who were kind enough to lend us their voices and speak from the heart. So you're going to hear from several of them right now. We read in the history books how the Indian subcontinent was colonialized. When are we going to realize the situation that's happening in Palestine? When are we going to realize? Is it when these people are confined to the annals of history, put in a museum like the one behind me? Is that when we're going to realize when it's too late? Right now, these people are dying. I'm a 17-year-old Palestinian girl originally from Gaza City. Unfortunately, my extended family is currently facing the harsh oppression imposed by Israel. The force to evacuate from their homes in the north of Gaza Strip after their houses were bombed. My family is now in the south and all communication has been cut off, making the situation even more painful. Witnessing my mother's daily struggles with tears whilst glued to the news is heartbreaking and I feel helpless. Yet, as a community, we have the power to change, to bring about a change, to bring smiles not only to my mother's face, but also to all the faces of those who are suffering in Palestine. Hi, so my plot card is a, um, a little quote from uh, Anthony Bourdain, which says, Nowadays, everything is made in China except courage. It's made, that's made in Palestine. Uh, my message to the people of Palestine is that you are not alone. We are here in our hundreds, in our billions, and we will be with you until the last moment. Oh, mine says, Gaza, Gaza, don't you cry. We will never let you die. And then the other one is, you don't need to be Muslim to stand up for Palestine. You just need to be human. Seeing all the innocent children, mums, dads, family, dying and our useless prophetic government prime minister is not doing anything we've got a voice and they don't so mine says it is a huge privilege to feel safe in your own home when millions of palestinians never feel safe in their own land this is a humanitarian like crisis it is 
everyone's problem and everyone should speak up about it like people are silent about it like we can't be silent we have a voice the Palestinians want us to use this voice they want us to go to these protests they want us to show that we are with them and this is our way of doing it it's not a complicated matter at all one is oppressed and one are the oppressors and let me tell you right now the oppressors are not the victims okay the oppressed are and we stand with the Palestinians And we are being villainized because we are supporting Palestine and it's just at work people look at me differently for simply wearing a bracelet that has the colors of the Palestinian flag I've been treated differently by my colleagues and people that I know and it just says a lot and I think it's just absolutely disgusting and it's horrible that this is happening like we said we stand here and we chant free free Palestine and they call us extremists they think we're violent How can someone who wants freedom be violent? How can someone who wants freedom and to end genocide, how how are we the wrong ones? Palestine! Free, free! Palestine! Free, free! Palestine! Free, free! Palestine! Free, free! I I do history at Leeds Beckett. I'm I'm a student there. And the one thing that I've noticed is not a lot of people know about the history of Palestine. A lot of people say, oh, there wasn't a Palestine. But there's references to it all throughout history. People can never shut the Palestinian history down. And the biggest thing as well is what Israel's doing is nothing short of totalitarianism, fascism and utter genocide. Um, yeah, so I'm here today because I don't think I can like stay silent when thousands upon thousands of people are being killed. Um, I want to be on the right side of history and that's what's happening right now. Like, I need to be on the right side of history and stand up for the Palestinian people because, the, like, they don't have a voice, so... And Brilliant. fuck Keir Starmer. Yeah. 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 Rishi Sunak's a waste, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Uh, Well, I'm here because in the last couple of weeks since the 7th of October where something horrible did happen to many Israelis that over 11,000 Palestinians have been killed and I think when you have a situation when one in 200 people in any part of the world have been wiped out like that in a matter of days, in a matter of weeks that it's incumbent on anybody who has a shred of humanity who cares about other people to say if my government supports that, if my Prime Minister supports that, if my President supports that, no. Not, not in my name, because our taxes are what help support arms companies that trade weapons with Israel. It's diplomatic cover that allows Israel to say, oh, this is a just war or some sort of you know, narrative that tries to portray it as two sides. We're fighting or rooting out terrorists. But, you know, it, it doesn't really get to the root cause of this issue. And neither does it really get to the solutions. Because if you kill that many people, you can't kill an idea. And if the people who are motivated by whatever Hamas is motivated by were forged in the heat of pain and you visit that same pain on little boys and little girls, how many of them are going to grow up to also hate in a way that's unproductive to peace? And I think that's why it's important that anyone who cares about people is out here supporting the people of Palestine.
what's happening in Palestine is something I've been made aware of since I was a kid, as a child, but my parents made sure that I knew what was happening. And I think as a young person, I should be able to come in and try and make change and at least try and show up and do as much as I can. Because we're not there, but we're with them in spirit. Well, yeah, I'm just here to support, to stand out, you know, stand up, I think it's important. Uh, we can see the same thing worldwide, which I think is, is really, really good that everyone's echoing that response. Uh, this is kind of one of the more peaceful ways you can do it, you know, short of everyone actually being able to go and do something there. This is one of the other things you can do is make your voice heard, you know. So it's just about doing what we can, you know, and then staying safe and, uh, you know, hoping that it, it stops for them soon. We're out here today just to show solidarity for humanity. To, to highlight what Israel is doing, what the Israeli state is doing, is unacceptable. And to question why we don't have equality in this world. Why, if something happens on the other side, as speak, everyone's up in arms and everyone is supporting them. And when a different kind of blood is being lost, why is there no solidarity? Why is no one speaking up? Sorry, why are, they, why are they not supporting uh, those those nations that are, are actually have been suffering, but not just since the 7th of October, but since um, since it all began, and I believe it began at the Balfour Declaration. Who gave the right for Britain to give to give their support and to give somebody else someone else's land? Simple as that. You wouldn't do that in this day and age. I am a Palestinian raised in Leeds. I have family in Gaza who have been murdered, displaced, or I have lost contact with. Over the years, I have written some spoken word about, about the issue. Free, free Palestine. They're in the war zone all the time. From the dawn till the night, they won't die without a fight. The oppressive Israeli assassinate inhumanely with firearms and dynamite, tear gas and airstrike, kills innocent civilians, casualties in millions, protect the Palestinian because nobody's oblivious. The massacre's immense and they have no defence. To save their homes, face tanks with stones. Victims living in the walls, biggest apartheid in the world. Always be by the side, got to stop the genocide. Terminate discrimination, boycott the occupation and bring back the best of nation. In 1948 came the terrorist state invaded and settled over seven decades, treating the indigenous with hostility, causing so many atrocities, like how in Masjid al-Aqsa on sacred days, they used rubber steel bullets and stun grenades and denied them emergency medical aid, like, like how Gaza is trapped in an open-air prison where Israel fires rockets that strike that strike with precision. Now they're faced with forced evictions, the ethnic cleansing of native civilians. All this because we are Palestinians. We are talking about a genocide between colonizer and colonized. We are clearly not two equal sides. Their military power is more than guns and knives. It's the mainstream media that manipulates minds. Hundreds, thousands, innocents dead. These are numbers, these are lives. Their sons, daughters, fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers, husbands and wives. These aren't numbers, they're lives. So what happened to the basic human right? Palestinians are like olive trees. They are indigenous to the land and they stand their ground. Zionists want to uproot, they want to ethnic cleanse and they want a genocide. Gaza in blackout was besieged, blockaded and bombarded with bombs. If you ask them about the dreams, they say kids don't grow, our cemetery is home. Write their names on the body, the body of a baby to find them in the rubble, to become another number. But that's under the Palestinian in our hearts. 
The blood is on the hands of the heartless, UK and USA, but the blood is in our veins. So what will we say about our legacy when Palestine is free? That all of us felt hopeless and desensitized, turned a blind eye to the lives that were colonized? No, we will say that we were like one body. When Palestine was suffering, all of us were aching. We witnessed your struggle and fought for your cause. I put in my blood, sweat and tears so you don't have to live in fear. We stand for humanity and we will not rest until Palestine is free. Yes, I want to say thank you so much to everyone who took the time. That was just a small selection of the voices that we spoke to. So thank you to everyone who took the time to speak to us and share your heart, share your grief, share your anger with us. They're more articulate than we are. So articulate. The the guy who says about ideas and people that are forged in the heart of pain. I mean, that is just it in a nutshell, isn't it? That we, we need to be mindful all the time about the levels of pain that are going on that really you and I... We can barely contemplate that level of suffering and grief and, and generational trauma. Um, so, so yeah, uh, thank you again to everyone who, who has been taking to the streets and we hope that inspires you. If you haven't been along um, to a protest yet, uh, you know that you're, you're among good company. So why not check out your, your local protest and go down this Saturday or wherever the nearest one is to you. Please go and listen to part two of this Palestine Solidarity Special. Give us a like, a share on your social media. We also put all the music in a big playlist on Spotify. If you search for the Vandal Factory playlist, see you in part two.